I'm Mike Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. Yeah. I'm Mike Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. Break ah. yeah, it's ludicrous. This is another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm who? The guest is Hoye Marvel Doll, right? Close enough. Close All right. Y'all know who the m is. If you watch, if you're watching the show, you know he's going to be on the show. You know who the m is. Okay. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I thought you were excited, man. A big fight coming up. Oh, tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. Let's um, just jump into this shit. I got Fabricio Verdun, which is a UC ex heavyweight champion. Yeah. He's Listen, yeah. my trainer great trains trainer, him. Yeah. yeah. Great trainer. He's uh, making a comeback, but bare knuckle, and he's going to be fighting Junior Dos Santos. Which I'm is a another, Junior. Junior's yeah. champ, too. Uh, exactly. Both of them. They're going to be uh, fighting bare knuckle, no gloves, September 8th. You got a good match. Who matched that up? Uh, me and my matchmaker. Yeah, that's too. a good match. Yeah. Fabricio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to go with that. You know, we got to see the fights, Mike. It'd be an honor to have you in there. If you can when the next up. one? September 8th, Jacksonville. Yeah, okay. We're coming to check that shit out. Jacksonville, all those Florida fucking psychopaths. That Florida is some shit, nigga. Yo. It's like a country within a country. You know that, yeah, right? It's Florida, a jungle. Florida's a jungle, man. Ain't no new shit. Yeah. We're in Florida. If you go any further, oh, you'll be, you be out through those alligators and shit. Yeah. I thought it'd be cleared in Vegas first. It got cleared in, in no, uh, never. Florida. So I think Florida. I think Vegas, New York, those places probably be like the the last ones, really? the later ones. Yeah, they worry about what people think about them and stuff because they have a bad reputation. Look, Vegas, New York, bad reputation. So they want to clean up the reputation. We don't do this. Have that savage sport here. It was the same thing with UFC when yeah. it first. Same came thing with UFC. Say, Mike, like you imagine, like when UFC first came out, how everybody was against it, the banning and everything. You didn't know what you're going through. But listen, like, yours is more ruthless, win. right? Different. It's big in Europe, though. So it's like that. Yeah, it's getting like the bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, yeah, it's Under, underground and England underground. Bare knuckle fighting is big yeah. in England. You been in them before, Mike? Huh? Like no, but I met the champions of the bare knuckle fighters, underground champions. Yeah. In Europe, yeah, Holy they're celebrities shit. too. Do they televise those? Mm-hmm. Like, sure. I think probably my people might film them. Okay, I've yeah, I've seen them film. They have filmed. You film them. Yeah, I want to. I've been to those in Miami since since I was like young I would like to go to one in England and stuff see how they do it's it it's this there. guy named McLean I don't know Danny McLean some ain't for me he's just a bruiser man a bruiser you gotta be a certain individual to be like in bare knuckles huh can you explain where this came from well I uh I got the invite um to fight with uh in Kimball's backyard and it was bare knuckles I was there. just watching that too yeah that was you're a heavy set guy black boy head uh-huh. guy you're yeah. like yeah he was bigger than you though. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bigger than me. And um that that was like my uh first also like exposure to the world. It it um I remember the video dropping, it was like this is over twenty years ago and the video had like fifty thousand views and then like three weeks later had like three hundred thousand views and this was in YouTube back back then. So it gave me a huge, huge exposure. So I always said I wanna give these fighters as much exposure as possible and um and something that I started with as well and that I still love. And those fans always stayed with me throughout the journey because they're seeing you fight bare knuckles. So I said, why not make it as close as I can to, to a real fight, you know? Because another thing, not just for the hitting, but when you're choking and you, you have tape gauze and then you have the glove that's like two inches 
there's certain spots you can't get in because of the glove. Oh. So you'll get to like a good position and it kind of becomes a stalemate because, you know, you could just grab this glove and now they can't. But when it's just a hand, it's so much more slippery, especially with sweat. So now when they get into these good positions where usually you might be able to finish a guy and you can't because you could stall an MMA with the gloves. Now we're, we're seeing that uh, you can't stall. So more submissions, more finishes, and it's, it's just better for the fans, man. More people are getting hurt quicker. I mean, the rules... The rules are exactly the same. Five-minute rounds, one-minute break. Yeah, all, all we did is take out the gloves. All the rules are the same. Um, you can't knee a downed opponent. You can't, you know, eye poke. You can't do any of that crazy stuff. It's just bare knuckle, but MMA. Would you do that, Mike? Would you do bare knuckle? Consider it. they paid me. I'd do anything if they paid me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Isn't that, like, more ruthless? Like, you know... Mm-hmm. Like the bare knuckleness, like well, what's your what's your idea of that? I don't know. It's the hurt business. You know, we're all in the hurt business, and that's just what it is. It's just a different form of um hurt game. But that's like guaranteed blood, right there. Nothing's guaranteed. He might, somebody might get knocked out in eight seconds or yeah. something. Nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. When I went to the first fight, man, it was crazy. The heavyweights, everybody waited for the end. Like, between which one? In the oh, first. God, them big. They want to see big. That's what they like. They like the big brutes. <laughs> um, bust your brains out. Some guys can kill you. They punch so hard. They don't look like nobody. They're simply fucking whackers. All right, yo, how many um, rounds does it usually go up to? Like, is it usually, usually the same? Five, man. Five rounds, but we... So the last show we had twelve fights and there was nine finishes. So it's just it's it's a lot of action. Even when um it, it's been boring for a little bit, both guys are maybe a little hesitant. Once they start grappling, like I said, the chance for submission is better without the gloves. That's why a lot of grapplers like it, a lot of strikers like it, obviously because you could just cut somebody's face usually easier. But it goes both ways. You could also break your hand, you know. Oh, so you got tape and gauze, but still there's there's a slight more risk. You have been more impact to the hand than it maybe. Down like 200 years ago when they had, no, probably more, 300 years ago when they had the bare knuckle fighters, they always broke their hand. That's why the rounds last so long. Every time they got knocked down, it was the end of a round. I just realized it's not easy to knock somebody out bare knuckle too. I that see. don't want to be knocked out. Yeah. You know, it's hard to beat somebody that don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. And that, that is experienced and has been doing it, putting in the time, then yeah, it's it's problematic. The crazy white boy always wins. You always bet on the crazy white boy in those fights? I bet on who's in the best shape, who's <laughs> the meanest looking, you know. And she, I, I, a lot of these guys, like in the JDS and Verdum, though, uh, JDS, Junior Dos Santos has been my teammate for like seven, eight years. I'm I'm very in this fight. Like, I, I don't know who to pick. Obviously, I, uh, I want the best outcome. But, man, this is a tough one for me, man. Even like Max. Verdum on the ground is... He's a world Listen. champion. He's, a, I think, maybe two or three-time world champion. I remember he beat Fedor. He beat Fedor. Yeah, Fedor no. was the top thing in the world. Everybody around the world saw her dad. Strike force, he beat him. He triangled him. Leg, Almost right. snapped his arm off as well. He's a great wrestler. Yeah. Great wrestler. Great jiu-jitsu. Once it hits the ground, it's game over. But uh, JDS is very good at stopping takedowns. So they're going to stay on their feet, I think, for a good majority of the fight. And... I mean, both on the feet are great, you know. Fabricio has a lot of different attacks, kick, punch, knee, elbow. He does it all well on the feet. But Junior has crazy power, man, you know, crazy explosion. He still has great speed. That's a perfect match, though. Yeah. A good one. Oh, yeah.
The one fight I saw, the, the Ray Nelson fight, man. Like, oh, yeah. he's a beast, man. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. he and he doesn't look it. You know, it doesn't, he doesn't look like your typical fighter. And, and then, boom, you know. Man, he was great. He was a white kid. He was a great man, man. He was just an animal. You should love him. Watch him take people down. Just beat the crap out of him. Calm, norm, now. Don't break. Don't jump around. Just kick his ass. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Little white down. boy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> He'd take guys down and elbow their fucking teeth. In the, I saw him fight. When I saw him fight Gracie, listen, he had Gracie on the floor. His face was face down. He was bending his arm. He had his arm bent around his back. He wouldn't tap out. So he had to beat him unconscious. Yeah. He wouldn't tap out. It had to bend all. I said, oh, I, I thought it was coming off. You witnessed all that shit? Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't give in. He wouldn't give in. Yeah, he's just a beast, man. Yeah, he won't give in. He had like 50 or something pro fights, you know. That. Matt Hughes. He had yeah. a bunch of fights. He had a ton of fights. One of the greatest welterweights uh, in the sport. Absolutely. You know, he had a, um, unfortunately had a bad accident. Um, ooh, mm. what, a, what a fighter, huh? What a fighter. I see a lot of uh, MMA fighters that come in to check it out just to, to peep it. I saw Kay Usman was over there. Like a lot of the elites was like, the bare knuckle stuff. What's yeah. this about? Like, yeah. What are what are their reactions? What are they telling you? They love it. Not all of them. Uh, I've had a lot of hand injuries, so me myself, I couldn't do it right now. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of them say, "Man, I, I would do this, but I got hand injuries." But no matter what, is they love the product that they're seeing in front of them because the fights are just faster paced. It just sounds different. <laughs> you know, it sounds just a little different, you know. So every, everybody's loving them. I'm getting a good feedback. Are you retired? Are you really retired? Or what's up, man? No, I'll yeah. Give a question. No, I... From, from, so I, when I signed up the MMA, um, I want to fight the best in the world and, and make the most money possible. Uh, I feel like I've reached a point where I can't fight the best in the world, like the top five guys, because my reflexes have slowed down just a tad bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing certain people box. I don't want to say names and stuff. And I'm like, these guys are not boxers, man. You know, I, so I, I, I would be open. <laughs> what do you think about Jake Paul? I, I personally, I, I like his story because um, I, I got to meet him a couple times. And so on the personal, I like him a lot. But like as a boxer and stuff, I wouldn't say he's a boxer yet. You know, he had a perfect chance to display, you know, boxing against Nate. And um, he's still not there, you know, in, in, in certain levels. But I like that he changed his life around for boxing, you know. He told me how he was living his life before that. It was uh, pretty reckless, and in combat, brought structure much like it did to my life as well. So on that note, I I, I, might, I take my hat off to him. But if I actually like boxing and stuff, nah, nah he's got. <laughs> he would fuck with that. I mean, Nate Diaz. He went against Nate. Nate is a free agent now. Would, would you bring him? Ever ask Jay somebody? Um, somebody be considering and think about me boxing or something, you know, because he's always wanted a rematch. I, I would, you know, I'd be open to, to do some boxing because this is my first love ever was was boxing that I discovered. And then MMA came like four or five years later. So you I, lived in Cuba though, right? No, no, I lived here. My oh, okay. My dad. I've been in Cuba a couple of times. Yeah? yeah? For for tournaments? Just hanging out. Or just hanging, did you ever compete over there? Oh, no. No. Yeah. I went to, it was this great fighter named Teofio Stevenson. So I, went to, I went to his house. I wanted to meet that. I went to his house. Yeah. It's one of the greats of all time. I'm not an amateur. Three-time gold medalist? Yeah. Yeah. We are four. Yeah. Had the meanest jab, the meanest jab. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
He looks so like simple and basic. You know, the father was Jamaican though. Yeah. Mother Cuba, that's what the rumor was. I can't believe it. They're real close because I came from Jamaica to come to Cuba. That's the people that go to Jamaica to come to Cuba. Then uh, uh, Felix Yvon came after him. Yeah, the other heavyweight, Felix. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cuba has a long lineage of amateur animals. Yeah, who's the first one that came out there? Kid Chocolate, huh? Well, you ever hear of him? Yeah, yeah. yeah Kid yeah. Chocolate, the first yeah. Cuban champ, world champion. He made money too. Nobody made money like him. He made fifty thousand and five. Nobody made heavyweight champ. They didn't make no money like that. And then the early, late twenties, early thirties, no, he was making that kind of money. Oh, he was making fifty thousand back then. Well, that's like in two fights, he would make fifteen, thirty in a fight. He just back then, no one made money like that. So that's how Henry Armstrong, who was another great fighter, he was working on the railroad and he saw a kid chocolate make that money. He said he quit fucking. Working time, that little 125-pound guy from Cuba could do it. So I can do it, too. He has quit working after he saw that in the paper. Kick Gavilan to another Cuban fighter. Kick, oh, I met him, too. I met Mr. Gavilan. Wish I would have met him. I tried to do mm-hmm. it many times, man. Mr. I Gavilan. He yeah. was an older man when I remember. He still was conscious. to asked him about the fight with Robinson. He was just a great fighter. Ike, well, he fought them all. He wasn't afraid of nobody. Geraldo Gonzalez is his name. Mm. That's his, you know I'm a fucking freak. I know all these guys. I know their mother's name. Yeah. Did you fight for free in the beginning, or did you? Or how much did you get paid in the beginning? Um, no. Once I went pro, I always got uh, I got paid. But um, when I was young and my friends knew I could fight, it was just like they placed bets on me against somebody else, and they knew could fight, and that's it, like that, you know. What? Yeah. So that that's how I came around to 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 get into Kimbo's backyard. Um, he I had a reputation for that, and then we ended up at the same gym, coincidentally. And then they invited me. He was like, "Hey, you want to come fight for us?" And I was like, "Fucking." You know, like I wanted to say in England, right? When they have a championship fight, I think it's on the. Listen, it's like a black tie event in England. If you ever see that, it's just everybody's out there. The end people, everybody's out there. Oh, like an underground, like yeah, it's packed. I want to go to one in England. Whoever's running these in England, please reach out. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's, yeah. it's really popular over there. People are running. And listen, in those countries like London and all those cities, I mean, everybody's tough. Everybody grew up fighting. They fought the Romans. That's like invite only, right? Like, it's like... No, I guess you get paid. I don't know if it's legal or not, but I looked at some of those arenas. It's packed like a normal fight. I got to go check one of these out. They have to be legal. They're illegal. They have to be. <laughs> hey, let's. It has to be. It has to be legal. It has to be. There's too many. Too many heads. Posters are up. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely legal. Where do you see the most violent professional earth? Oh. Yeah. As of right now, we're streaming it on all my platforms: my Twitter, my YouTube. Bare knuckle fighting legal in England. <laughs> I think so. Yes, it, it is. is legal. Oh, it's legal. It's legal. I know I'm not losing my fucking mind. <laughs> having a, a black tie event, watch, a black tie event, watching this shit. I was fucked up too when I was saw that. <laughs> this, no, this is top class. It's like blood DC. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Politicians, everybody. Royal family, niggas, everybody. Man, it's big over there. So where do you see? Where do you see your company in the next couple of years from now? Just putting on consistent good shows, giving guys 
a way, another big avenue to make money and represent and get their shine on. You know, um, Dana White used to give this this speech. He used to give a nice speech before we compete, and he'd uh, always refer to Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin mm-hmm. and how they blew the sport up. And they weren't being lives. No, no, no. They were. They, this was an. I know they fight. were, but they didn't. I thought they. Were, they no, no, yeah. no. And and uh, he would he would say how they fought, and in 15 minutes they changed their lives forever. You know. So I, I remember I took that speech to heart always, and I would always try to go out there and, and, and do that. And then in five seconds, I was able to change my life forever, you know. So now it's like the same thing for these guys. Go out there and, and get your dreams accomplished, you know. We're paying well. We're giving these guys a lot of exposure as much as we can. So I have a good mixture of guys that already did it. Guys, It's going to be easy for you to get some – because you can always get some ex-boxers that are still oh. in shape that can fight people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the so the thing about the boxers though, a lot of them don't uh, don't don't like the wrestling part. So that's the only problem I have recruiting them. But if it was like a boxer versus like a kickboxer, things like that, then it gets real interesting. And it's, they should do it. They've been doing that for years. Now. Yeah, and I love I love those type of fights. I I used to watch them. Uh, I think um, it's a tall dude uh, with the dreads. Um, I just man, I, my CT just. Smart. No, no, uh, boxer, boxer. Okay. He fought in kickboxing. Um, he fought Lennox Lewis and lost to him. What's his name? Oh, with the dreads. Uh, let's go, champ! I can't. Shannon Biggs. Here we go. Shannon Briggs, man. man. My CTE uh, kicked in, man. With everybody, man. Right. But he fought in kickboxing. He fought. He fought uh, a kickboxer in Japan. I remember watching this. Like I don't Did know. The guy him up? I don't remember now. We gotta look it up. Hey, Shannon Briggs, heavyweight boxer fights. Kickboxing. I don't remember the guy. Yeah. He fought kick I'm almost sure it was him that fought kickboxing. Shannon Briggs. Sorry, thank you. Shannon Briggs. I think he was losing in one or so. I don't remember exactly what. Look it up. Look it up. You get it? But uh look who's he fighting? Look and see, that's the top one, honey. Fighting the UFC guy. He is so crazy. We got him, yeah, we put him on hot boxing too before. Who's he fighting though? Only time he got knocked out. I didn't know. Against a kickboxer. Against the kickboxer. In a cross match. This guy is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the that's guy. A, that's a match. Yeah, look at this guy. He got the gloves on, too. Ball matchups. Oh, oh. Oh, Shannon is so crazy. By any chance, can you allow it to be larger? Is that Kimbo's life? Like, that's Shannon. No, that's Shannon. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, you really did a good job. Look at this guy. This guy looks good. Leg kicks made me scream. <laughs> yeah, if you've never been hit with a leg kick, it's different. You can't get in shape for that either. Shannon, get close to him. Daughter. Oh, that kick. You're going to break him down. Oh, that's it. See ya. That's what he was looking for. 
Yeah, I think he got him with that in the second round. The first round, he was getting chopped up, and then the second round, boom, to him. Oh, shit. When he kicked me, he said, oh, shit. Yeah. What what are the differences in pain when you get kicked in like stomach and leg? What's what's what was no the like? the bodies maybe the, the fuck that's the worst thing, bro. The the leg too because maybe that leg will go. You know, it's like it feels like a Charlie horse and I can't quite move it. It's not responding how I wanted to. Legs don't break. I, I mean, they hit your yes, leg. They, they get to each other. I've seen legs yeah. break. I see somebody in UFC try to kick them and the guy put his knee yeah. up. Boom, breaks. Yeah. Right in half. Yeah. The skin is holding it up. The bone is yeah. completely oh. broke. Yeah. And sometimes the bone will poke through the skin. Yeah, sharp piece of bone. Yeah. It, it's had, uh, Anderson Silva to one of the greatest of all time. Um, it happened. He broke his leg. And it's oh, was at that fight. Yeah. It was against a guy from Long Island. What was his name? Uh, Chris Weidman, which, weirdly enough, he broke his leg uh, his last fight out, so now he's recovered from it. He's making a comeback. It's crazy. It's uh, it's one of those, like, freak accidents, but it happens, you know. We uh, I, Some guys don't, but... At me when I was competing a lot, I would I would condition my legs a lot by not just kicking the back, but if I was just hanging around, I'd get like a piece of stick or just a piece of metal and just touch it, not hard, but I'm just constantly touching it just to like build callus and like at 10, 20%. Yeah, and that just also kills the nerves. It's something you want to build like small calluses on and have it conditioned so when you whack somebody, because it hurts, man. I mean, even, even if I kick, like if I kick Mike in the elbow, you're going to get a welt, you know, so you got to have it condition to be able to fucking that's how come I can never fight those uh, mixed martial arts MMA because if somebody step on my two my feet I'm gonna just tap out <laughs> oh really it's over it's a rat my feet my toes look like they blew up and he's gonna step on them boom nah. <laughs> yeah I could not I, I'm tapping out so, so all that shit I see in the movies like in Kickboxer where, where, where Van Damme's opponent was like kicking the the trees kicking Whoa, the pole. Yeah. Is that real? He was like, I'm not I a country people. Do that. Yeah, that'll hurt. Yeah, it's Thailand. Yeah, in Thailand they'll kick the banana trees. They'll they'll wreck those things. They'll chop them down. Like it's their job. Yeah. So like, you've done a full you've done a full research on all this shit before you even like got heavy at it. Like in the fight, yeah, yeah. Since uh, well, I discovered boxing since seven eight, and that was. I didn't I didn't care about nothing else. And then around like 11, 12 years old, I discovered MMA and I was like, that's it. You know, I never, I didn't ever see like a whole soccer game, basketball game, football game. I, I didn't have the attention span for that. And I was incredibly hyper. Uh, numerous things just pointed me to combat. So I didn't, I didn't ever care about anything else. I was the biggest fucking nerd you ever seen, like for boxing or MMA. You know, I knew everybody, every champion, all that stuff. So that that's all I did. By the time I turned pro at 18, I had a good wealth of, of knowledge of where I should be investing my time in and which, what I should be doing to get to the next level, like looking up to guys like uh, Matt Hughes and all these guys, what they were doing and stuff, you know? That's the way to do it. How was the struggling part of it? Like, you know, you what was that like? Like, uh, What did you struggle with? Money. Yeah, money, definitely. <laughs> money. There's no... There's no fighting. Uh, there was no money in, in, in MMA when I started 20-something years ago, especially for the beginning, guys. You know, you want to fight, maybe you got four or $500, and that's not really enough. So you just got to gotta hustle, man, you know, teaching private lessons or or whatever the fuck. But no matter how bad the situation got, I always knew just like fighting, it's going to get better. I'm going to get out of here. You know, this is just my my 
moment for the moment right now. Eventually, I'm gonna get out of this and I'm gonna be onto much better things. So you probably got the fastest knockout in the UFC, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, that was a good one. Nobody's beating that, huh? Uh, Shit, five seconds. The hell of a record, five seconds. Yeah, you know, I had uh had done my work on the dude and um I knew he was a crotch sniffer, but he's gonna sniff the crotch as soon as I. Invaded his space. That's what he does. He just dogs. Ben Askren, you know, so went for it, you know. How do you feel after that? Like, you do some crazy shit like that. Is there a different way of screaming or like? like it, felt, it felt good, you know, because I had seen it in my head many, many times. And I knew that even if I didn't hit him in the chin, if I hit him anywhere, even in the shoulder, he, he'd be wrecked, you know. So I, I had game planned this in my head so many times that when I saw it happen, I wasn't even uh Derek Lewis, who kind of like did a quick knockout the other day. What do you think about? Oh, that? That was it wasn't good. as clean as you, but I loved it. I was, I was sitting there cage side. I was like, wow. Oh, you were there. Yeah, I was, I was there at a high. fight where he just lost against the big Russian guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Ukraine. He, he, yeah. yeah, Russian. He trained at American Top Team. Yes. Yep. Shout out to American Top Team. Uh, how's just all these killers? American yeah. Top Team yeah. in the house. Have you been? Have you Never. Been? Never? It's showing you. love. It's showing. It'd be you. an honor, man, if we could take you over there, bro. God willing. Yes. That's crazy, man. I, I always wonder what would go through your head after you seeing that Derek Lewis shit. Like, oh, I, I was right there sitting, and when they hit the floor, it was like three seconds in. So I was like, "Help! He's gonna break it." And then time passed, and I was like, "Oh, he's not." Because <laughs> <laughs> mine, I, I took off to the side and I walked, so there was a little bit of time gap before I, I like dropped him. He dropped, he ran right at him and threw it. So within like two, three seconds, uh, Buddy was down, and I was like, "Snap! There goes my record, dog." <laughs> I didn't know heavyweights even go that route. Like to, to even do it's explosive. He doesn't look it's if a man that guy can move. Bro. He's a fucking cat. Heavyweight doing a flying kick, man. That's yeah. just. Goosey shit, huh? <laughs> Opening up with it, you know, within seconds, just went right into it. And what his uh, his manager, his his coaches, everybody told me that he just thought about that last minute. It wasn't even like he was prepping for it. That's what makes it even scarier. Like he just decided to throw it, you know. So the probabilities are like endless in in uh, in that world of fighting, man. It's all about like trying to no opportunist. No, it's what it's about. Like you're very opportunist, like. You had to take the opportunity. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean. Definitely. Definitely. It's never a plan. Like, definitely. You know, and then sometimes you take that opportunity thinking it's an opportunity, but somebody laid out a trap for you and they just murder your ass. They just catch you, you know. And so then you get hesitant. Like, hey, should I take this or not? You know, that that's the amazing thing about fighting. It's always been my favorite sport. It's a, it's a human chess match. So many things go into it if you're in shape because maybe you might be 10 times the athlete that I am and even better. But if you run out of gas, if that, that one hit if that Ferrari runs out of gas, the Honda Civic is gonna beat it, man. So if you if oh, you get shit. you get tired and then that's a very real thing, I'm gonna jump all over you and forget about game plans and fucking you might even be better athlete than me, but at that moment you're done, you know? So being in shape is like a huge factor. Gotta be in shape and fight. Is that, is that the same way? Like, Mike, is that kind of like the same with boxing? What? Like uh, I know there's a plan you go in with your opponent. Listen, right? And people be saying this guy's gonna beat Ali. When you fight Ellie, be fucking prepared to go 15, nigga. 15. Mm. And at any moment, he's pulling the trigger. Ooh. It ain't that easy, right? Oh, you start, nigga, you're full of exhaustion. Nah. Yeah, he can't wait the shit over. <laughs> 15 <laughs> rounds, nigga. 
and talking to you the whole time. Yeah, talking shit, talking about your mother. <laughs> oh, they, they yapping? Do y'all do that? Yeah. Do, do you talk to whoever? Like, seek- I, I, there's a couple people we, you know, because there's the grappling positions where you could, it's easier to talk to than if you I always talk to people. <laughs> That's part of fighting. Gotta talk shit. Gotta talk. Getting their head a little extra, you know. Yeah. But I'll leave with something else at it, man. Who gave you the most issues, like out of all the yeah, in your career? You remember gave you the most issues. Um after defeating him, of course. I I would say, you know, I always fared well against strikers because that was my my forte. That, that that's what I was blessed with, with the striking speed and 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 having like a good sense of distance and radar. Grappling is always what I, I put so much time into it, extra than I did on my striking, just to be like, just to catch up to the grapplers and just to be able to fend off the attacks. Because I didn't want to grapple necessarily, but I I wouldn't be worth anything in MMA if I can't keep it on my feet, right? So I got to be able to wrestle defensively very good. So um, guys that would primarily not want to fight, but just like fucking sniff your crotch, those guys would give me... <laughs> Give me trouble because they, they, it's not, you know, it's not like a fight, you know. They're just like wrestling and they're getting to positions you. where they're trying to, you're stalling, you know. Oh. They're not really advancing or trying to throw blows. They're just like holding on to you and trying to eat the clock up. And some guys are very good at that. I wasn't the best at defending those. So those would but be my But that's what you toughest. have to do. That's what fighting is about, deciphering styles yeah. and overcoming them. Yep. It must get a, a annoying as fuck. So, yeah, those, those would be the ones that would be more... More troublesome for me. See, now, I, that's when I like UFC, when they're on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's not boring. I'm watching people move, setting up openings and shit. Uh, that's what I like. Uh, yeah, when, like, when, like you have, intellect. when you got like a Habib in front of you or, or like a Matt Hughes or George St. Pierre, these guys are like passing and they're hitting and they're trying to advance position. Well. But, when, but there's guys that will just take you down and just like squeeze your waist and they're not doing anything. They're just staying in this one position. They're putting all their energy. Greasy shit. Yeah, so, Wages are going for the finish. They're trying to choke yeah. you the fuck out, you know. So that's different. I, I just I don't but like the guys that are eating up clocks. Yeah, yeah, with the gi. Always with the gi to choke you out. Hey, Mike, I got a question. Uh, when you were, when I know you used to train. I seen a lot of things that like you'd wake up at four thirty in the morning. You start doing your workout. Then later in your career, did you switch those times up, or when you got in camp, it was always the same? Always the same. Always the same. Yeah. And the, you you. Why do you think that helped you out so much, like getting up early at that time? Just because you knew you were putting in extra than nobody else is awake at? First of all, that's what I like. I wanted all the fighting. I wanted the rest, the running. I wanted the boxing, the sparring. And plus, psychologically, if I get up at 3 or 4 in the morning, you know, my opponent's not up at 3 and 4 in the morning. So that's my psychological yeah. advantage. Oh, wow. How many hours would be like your first session of the day? After 4 o'clock, I, I come back home. I do some exercise. Then I may take a hot bath and I'll go back to sleep. Um, maybe eating breakfast as well. I get up. I go to the gym at 12 o'clock. Go to the gym, box 10 rounds maybe. But worked up to 10 rounds, the box 10 rounds maybe. And then um, do the road work at the bag, body exercise, abs, and everything. That's great. Then go home. But it starts, it doesn't finish till after night because at 7 o'clock, I got to go to the weight gym. Again? Yeah, it's an all-day process. Every day. How many hours is the the first session? Uh The first session is um, 
How many? How long would you say it was? Made us on that run, run, four or five miles. What would you do your miles in them? So, what would you do like a mile in back then? In time? Yeah. And I did like what? Probably eight minutes. Nice man. Yeah. And you, what's the max you run? Five, six miles. With it best up uh, your shins allowed you? You had a lot of pain in your knees. Were your knees good always? Always, yeah. Always. Right. Sometimes my hips. As I got older, I get sciatica. Mm. But running is the best exercise. You'll do some exercise for your mind. Running right. is the best. That's, mm-hmm. that's mind exercise. Would you always run or would you do sprints as well? Switch it up? Sprints as well, yeah. How close to the fight? Like three weeks? That's when you start doing sprints for? Listen, um, I, I train up to the fight. No, I know, but I, I would always switch on my running. Like, I would, let's say I'm six, seven weeks out from my weight as well. I would run, like, long distance. Four weeks out, I would always drop the long distance, and I'd move it towards sprints. Like, if I if I got that long distance and I did four miles of sprints instead of just four miles straight, you know, where I had, like, I'll do four or five miles, and I won't count it. And then I do my, my sprints and stuff up there and do my little running up there. You know, I never counted. I never counted that morning run. Okay, okay. And then after we, after that, after that, we go eat um, lunch. We come back. We fool around in the house. Then around, um, we play. You know, me and my friend did. We gamble for push-ups. You know, my bank may be a thousand. That's what we do. Everything's about fighting. Yeah. Getting your body ready. We gamble. We yeah. gamble. We gamble for push-ups, sit-ups. So it's a G-stack. Still do that Thursday. Excuse me? Put like a G-stack up. Well, I'll say, my, I'll say my, my, my stock is a thousand push-ups. You gotta, you're going to do them that day or that night. You're going to finish them. We're going to finish them. Ain't go, ain't like tomorrow. Can I do them tomorrow? No, you're going to finish them. Same rules I play, by. That's the only way to you do it. Play. And when I train, everybody in my house train. All these niggas that I give a check, they better train with me. Everybody got to Sounds like somebody I know. Everybody got to fucking train. Listen, this is the real deal my friend told me. Everybody want to spend the $10 million, but they don't want to run the 10 miles. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? They want to spend the $10 million help, but they don't want to run the 10 motherfucking miles. <laughs> so everybody's working out. Nigga, you ain't eating. I'm not eating. You ain't eating, motherfucker. <laughs> you around me, give me money and shit. And you are, you're just going to be a fat motherfucker around me eating while I'm sweating and dying in this motherfucker. My wife get mad at them. I said, fuck them. They got to work out, too. Get my fucking money, living like me, and they think they're just gonna lay back. Yeah. Why are you cutting weight? Yeah, sweating, I'm mad at the motherfucker. Punch in the face. I got a black eye. I'm a little, my head hurts a little. These niggas <laughs> eating dick sandwiches and party and shit. Motherfuckers. I know you know those kind of guys. <laughs> they want to help spend the fucking money, but not run the miles. Yeah. They're gonna order the bottles. Yeah. Then when the check comes. They got them T-Rex arms. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife called them alligator arms. Alligator arms. They can't. Yeah, I know them, man. Well, after hearing his regiment, like, what's the comparison? Do you see his, like, harder or? Very, not, very similar because they, we're, we're both, he's putting in six, seven hours a day, and we're we're about the same one, putting in four to five hours a day, you know? Um, maybe... Where where it changes is that, like I mentioned earlier, grappling and wrestling is such a big component in it. So I have to put so much time in there. And then to get that endurance, there's really only one way. is by doing it as well, you know. So the technique and the endurance, you, you got to get after it. And then we got weightlifting involved as well to get a little bit stronger, to become a better athlete. But, but the, the regimen is the same. They train.
trained so much smarter than we did. Everybody that trained in my, my time all fucked up. They did extra too, too many. We did too many sessions. We did too many push-ups. We did too many sit-ups. And how, how was the spa- sprint? Was the sparring always hard? Every sparring session was all out? Then, if you didn't fuck me up, you're fired. <laughs> if you don't kick my ass in here, you're fucking fired. That's what it was like. So Let's every- go for real. This is real now. Let's go, all right? This is not sparring. This is real. My trainer told me, this is real. This is not sparring. Protect yourself at all times. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not going to ask my, my right hand to guard. Protect yourself at all times, okay? You're not sparring. This is this is real. This is a fight. Fight, um, Spar like you're fighting. The first thing my trainer tells them, give me your best. Don't Just because he's a young boy, don't take it easy. Give me your best. Imagine you're one of the... The many in the flock, because I seen the video, one of the four there, and you see like the first two get laid out. You're like, you know, Mike, I got Mike, um, because my mom is calling, right? And uh, I forgot the the dog, and I left the, the stove. I, I'll be back though. Because they be talking shit in the gym. Some of these new spawn points. Knock one of them cold, and I tell them. Next. I'm right in the garden and come in. Nah, because my, my mom don't like when I stay out late, dog. I got a roll, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, we paying these guys top dollar, $1,000 a round, man. Oh, shit. Damn. $1,000 for three minutes. For three minutes, $1,000. Three bucks. minutes? I'm going to put the skates on. <laughs> they extra charge. Sometimes they go 2000 Listen, we're paid. We want the best guy. We spar with the contenders, nigga. We're going to eventually have to fight. Want the best. If you don't got the best, you can't fight the best. Somebody's taking the You okay? <laughs> All right. No, nigga, take my head off. Yeah. Hey, man, that's just how it is. Who's your sparring? You got a sparring you want to shout out that you uh, kind of like helped you? I got, in my, in my career, we, we spar always not, not, uh, it always wouldn't be a fight. But in like the wrestling, grappling department, you're always going to go as hard as you can go, you know? And then because you, there's not like when you hit somebody, there's no, I give you a chance to tap before you hit. If I got a submission on tight and we're both pros, we know, I already know when I've been beat out that much that I got to let my ego go, oh, you got me, cool. So there's no injury. You know? Can't, you got to let yeah. the fight another day. Yeah. That's yeah. smart fighting. So, but, so in, in, that's like in grappling jiu-jitsu because if every time I get in a compromised position and I'm not, you know, tapping, things could happen, you know, which has happened to me even, even though I'm quick to like, I'd rather save it for the fight. If somebody has me deep enough, I'll tap. So in wrestling, you go 100% until that point and then, you know, you give the guy a chance like, hey, I got you. I'm giving you a chance to tap. If they don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm strong believing that. Man, don't be, don't be having no... Listen, the guys that have guts in boxing don't finish well. Tap out and live the fight another day. Yeah. Don't get so fucked up yeah. and brain dead. Then you can't fight no more. You know? Because your your ego, now you can't fight. And it happens. If you ever had those horrifying endings, like you always see like the future, like I hope this ain't me, or you learn from other experiences from other fighters. Definitely learn from others, but I always thought when I when I can't hang with the pack and I got, just like Mike said, I feel like I'm at the best gym in the world, American top team. We have another world champion now at 125. And um, I feel like I've always gotten the, the best sparring partner. So I always said, man, once once I can't keep it with the pack or I'm not, being as successful as I used to be against these machines, and maybe my time has come, you know. And also in the fighting, I've, I've felt I've slowed down just a tad bit on my reflexes. Enough that I I, uh, I don't feel like how I was when I was like thirty, all the way up to like nineteen to thirty five. My reflexes are pretty intact. Thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight is when I started 
seeing like in in the gym a small decrease. You know, you know why that is? Because our mind is on something else more than it is fighting. It's our mind that puts us in that state of mind, no matter what age you are. You know, our, our mind. Because listen, this is the real deal, right? If we keep saying our ages are, you know, I mean, our our, our tamer then we don't know how old we are. We don't know our fucking age for real. How do we know how old? Stu just see this at 365 days of the year. Before he was born, how do we tell our age? You know? That's the real. We don't know how old we are. real. Well, yeah, that's just who we are. We're fungus. I'm not comparing you to Nate, but he got fucked up by Jake. If you and Jake was in the ring, what would you do to this? Hey, look, everybody around said um, Nate look high. You think he looked high? Be honest. On the fight, I mean, he's always looked the same. Yeah, the last twenty years that I've seen him, man. So. Did you fought him? Yeah. yeah I fought oh, him. that must have been so awesome. Yeah. I fought him. I busted that. You fucked him up. Man. That, yeah, I he he stopped his head that well and shit. <laughs> I, I did a good uh, job of chopping his body. I'm a big believer in hurting somebody in the body, and then I, I took his head off numerous times in that fight. You know. The the referee ended up stopping in the third run. He had uh, like three cuts, but two of them were in the same eye. It was very bad. So they stopped it. So he's always been upset about that. Like, no, because, you know, I, I dropped him in the fight literally three times. He dropped me none. He didn't take me down. And he's always been like, I want a rematch. And I was told, I'll give you the rematch. I don't mind getting a paycheck. But now that we're both boxing, maybe I'll give it to him in boxing. Yeah, you know? it's going to be fun. Yeah, straight boxing. You'll get more money, too. But the, these guys, though, they got to like, like the Nate guys and, and Jake and stuff, um, Man, boxing's a fucking tough place to make your money and craft. It's you Listen, gotta, you gotta. Yes, like, um, you gotta only reason boxing was for you couldn't do nothing else. You had to go boxing. The poorest man sport. Wow, wow. that's a poor man sport. They become rich. Sucks. But the but these guys here, they gotta give the fans what we're looking for, man. Like as a fan, I'm like, you know, I don't want to hate in the fight, but I'm like, did you see it, Mike? Yes, man. I what did, what did you think, like, action-wise? Like, you know, um, Nate, though, the fight up a little bit, you know, because he was really awkward to fight. Yeah. You know, I'm glad they went 10 rounds. 10 rounds don't hurt anybody. It helps your endurance. You get confident that you can go 10 rounds, and it's nothing. Yeah, and then you can do boom 12. Yeah. Where you go, you want to shout out the undercards? Any, any other undercards you need to look out for? It's oh, the whole, the whole undercards going to be stacked. Make sure you go to my YouTube page, Jorge Masvidal, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, where we stream it live from all the platforms. Catch all the fights there, man. It's been a freaking honor, man. And it's going to be blood, blood, blood. The fuck you talking about blood? He's got the kid. Look at him. He look like a robot, huh? <laughs> Rock him, sock him. Remember that? <laughs> hey, everyone. This is another um, exciting episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. Um, who cares? And we're out of here. Like last year. My boy, Jorge. Hey.